0: 50 percent on washer and dryer coverage just call 1-800-686-3910 that's 1-800-686-3910 again 1-800-686-3910 call now scott
1: walker's campaign is apparently over he suspended it and usually almost every time in fact every time i know of that means they're, they're out of the race now glenn glenn thought there was a slight possibility that maybe when other people drop out, he'll jump back in. I, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I've never I'm, seen it happen. Maybe it's a half a percent.
2: Um, I think maybe there's a small possibility. He could theoretically have actually ended his campaign, but suspending it, mm-hmm. you know, there's financial reasons for that, too, with fundraising and everything. I was reading a story earlier that one of his big donors uh, was not told about this at all. And just, I mean, this is why you never, <laughs> never donate to a political campaign. Just, I think, two weeks ago, donated a hundred thousand dollars to uh, to his campaign. Really, and, and I know we look oh, at these man. big donors and we think, man, oh, oh man. well, they're really rich and they don't care, and this is just you know a small percentage. Can you imagine though, working to a point where you you've earned a hundred thousand dollars doing whatever it is you do, you hand it to a candidate, and two weeks later he's not doing anything anymore. He just it's just over, and mm-hmm. you've given that money, and it's over.
1: I would not appreciate
2: that. No. I mean, I, I I can't. I mean. Something like, and we, you know, obviously our favorite one of these examples is FreedomWorks. I can understand giving money to FreedomWorks because FreedomWorks is constantly in a constant perpetual motion to try to bring freedom and lo- smaller government, and it's a great organization. When you talk about actually donating to a candidate, though, man, I, I have, I would have a real tough time coming up with a justification to do that. Like, I give the max donation to X candidate, and it pays for, what, three seconds of a 30-second commercial run once? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm keeping that money and doing something for myself with it. I'd much rather give mm-hmm. it to an organization like FreedomWorks, who at least is working constantly towards this stuff. And it's not like it could be over in two weeks. You may have donated to this, and nothing you get nothing out of it. It's tough.
1: Yeah, my tax deductible uh, money goes to charity. It doesn't go to politicians. Uh, and yeah. you know, it, because let's say we give a bunch of money to Ted Cruz, and in a week he ends his campaign, uh, then you've just wasted that money. Oh, and it's tough. wasted it because obviously Ted Cruz probably doesn't win if he doesn't get
2: any donations. So right. I understand why it's important that people do it. I have a real tough time myself justifying it. But then beyond that, it's like even like if you. Even if he does win, what have you done? Like you've only mm-hmm. chipped in this little tiny thing, especially in a big national campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if you have a local candidate where he's going to raise or she is going to raise sixty thousand dollars for the entire cycle, and you know maybe your donation is a big percentage of what they do. You know yeah. where it's like well, these guys—they're—they're going to raise a billion dollars, and your max donation is what three thousand, which you know never would make. But even mm-hmm. if you did make that a three thousand dollar donation. It's a drop in the bucket. Not to mention with, you know, the correct ruling in Citizens United, there's so much money in the super PACs that it, like even it's even more. It doesn't matter about your money. It's like you'd be much, you'd be much better served going out there and like advocating for for somebody or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know going door to door or whatever it is you do that way. than you would, I think, just. Yeah, a volunteering big chunk your time. Of cash.
1: Uh, so Scott Walker is done a, a guy who, as we mentioned earlier this morning, uh, was the lead candidate. He was he was leading the field in April. He was number two August first. It's just it's unfathomable how fast he went away, and I, I don't understand why. Yeah, nothing really happened. We've seen this before, like Herman Cain last
2: time. Herman Cain has a scandal. I think it was a cheating yeah, was scandal a, or
1: whatever. It's a girl.
2: And, and so he went, He was up there. He had this big scandal, and then he was gone, and it was understandable. You right. know, I'm sure Herman Cain would say it was unfair and it was wrong, but it was at least an understandable process there. Like you get it, he has a scandal, he goes away. This is Scott Walker was just, yeah, he was okay at a couple of debates, and not great, but not horrible. I mean, he didn't have a he didn't have a uh, uh, Rick Perry moment, for not example, at all from the previous campaign, which another guy who's dropped out and, and kind of I think, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Rick Perry had that moment where he couldn't remember his uh, his actual his own plan. And he was, uh, you know, beat up for that and kind of went away and really it knocked him out of two presidential campaigns. That's really the reason why he wasn't in this one really ever competitive in this one as well. But at least it was an understandable process. We kind of get the idea that someone has a bad moment on stage. This was like, well, his perform his debate performances weren't great. Did he uh, make any big gaffes? No, he didn't make any big gaffes. Did he not describe his own plans correctly? No, he, he did he was fine with that. But were his plans, like, really liberal? No, no, they were actually pretty conservative. Like, there's no reason. <laughs> I think the only thing that kills Scott Walker maybe is a 17-person field. You know, um, they were, I was reading a story this morning about how in the last debate he tried to jump in after Carly Fiorina's um, Planned Parenthood thing and couldn't get the interruption in. Uh, you know how they get, you put your hand up, you're like, uh, uh, yeah, I want to say something about that, and everyone was doing it, that 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 debate, but he couldn't get the, the his his answer in, mm-hmm. and then he didn't talk for the next 30 minutes. It's like, wait, wait. I mean, I, that's not his fault. There's 17 people on the on the, or what was it, 15 people, I guess, on the stage on that particular one, or no, 11 on that one because it was four four in the other debate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 11 on the stage, and you know, it's just the format of the thing. But it's like. He didn't do anything wrong. He was good on the air with us every time he was on. Yeah. Uh, You know, there was never a moment where you look at Scott Walker and say, "Okay, here's the reason why this guy failed. You know, maybe he wasn't as good in the debates as he should have been or he wasn't uh, quite as good, you know, doing the basics
1: of the campaign. But it's a really weird story, isn't it? It is. Um, Here's here's how the New York Times put it. Uh, Mr. Walker's exit was not a selfless sacrifice. He was running low on campaign cash, sliding sharply in opinion polls, losing potential donors to rivals, <clears throat> and unnerving supporters with a stream of gaffes? What? Like saying he would consider building a wall along the Canadian border. Uh... So, I, I mean, was that a huge gaffe? That wasn't even a big story. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't even, I barely remember. Yeah, I kind of remember him saying it, but... It and was nobody like, made a big deal out of it, and no. I don't know what the stream of gaffes is. Yeah. It was just sort of like, I mean, you know, he,
2: he had a couple <laughs> moments where he went overseas earlier, and, like, he had, you know, weird questions on evolution and stuff, but he didn't even botch those that badly. He sort of avoided a couple questions that it seemed like he should have been able to answer. But is that a huge deal? No. In this field with so so. many crap heaps of candidates, like there's a lot of good ones and a lot of really bad ones, Um, which this kind of makes me think that at least partially, it actually is this reason he's giving this reason of, look, I just, you know, he doesn't want Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. He wants a conservative in there, which, Mm -hmm. you know, I agree with him wholeheartedly on. Uh, So let's get out of the way and start coalescing around, you know, one or two conservatives but, you know, people keep saying, well, I mean, he's only got 1% of the vote or less. Uh, you know, where does his support go? There's no support. I don't think that's really real with Scott Walker. Scott Walker is one of those guys that has actual support from, um, I think, a higher percentage of people. He's just not that one poll is, you know, kind of putting him in a moment where it's it's, it's his worst moment. And it's, you know, it's a snapshot but I think actually there is some support there. People like his plans. People want somebody similar to Scott Walker, and they're going to start looking around for people in that general area. I mean, I think you think you've got a maybe Jindal has a shot of getting some of those people. I think Rubio has a very good shot at getting some of those people. Maybe Fiorina even gets some of those people. So I don't know. It's it's uh, it's an interesting one.
1: According to Business Insider, the person who will benefit most is Marco Rubio. Mm. Uh, hours after Walker announced he would drop out of the race, strategists and analysts were quick to deem Rubio the greatest beneficiary. Uh, Rubio and maybe Kasich, according to Kasich. Greg Valeri. Kasich. If,
2: if, if, if Walker is close to Kasich and Rubio is close to Kasich, I don't want Walker
1: or Rubio. Yeah, no. Kasich's awful. Really bad. I mean, he really is
2: not bad. that close to either of those guys, at least the way they've, you know, the plans that they've talked about publicly.